Welcome to the LBCF podcast. Our vision is to learn to live and love like Jesus, where we live, work, and play. To find out more about our community, you can visit us at lbcf.org. We hope you are encouraged and challenged by this teaching from our community. All right, good morning, friends. How's everyone doing out there? Uh, It's week seven, sheltering in place. So to you, I say, raise a mug and a hip, hip, huzzah, you're doing it. Um, this morning is going to be just a little bit of a coffee talk. Um, that's all I'm up for this morning, (laughs) to be honest. And I'm guessing that might be all you're up for too. Um, we are continuing our long read of scripture. So this morning we're going to be talking about Acts chapter six through 18 and has some of my favorite stories in it. So we're going to talk about some of those stories. We're going to pepper in some questions and just consider some of these things together. So as a little bit of a frame for the chapters we have this week, I was thinking about Yosemite. So as part of our praise, lament, and hope, not being in Yosemite for spring break is for sure one of my, has been one of my laments. So I took a virtual tour of Yosemite a couple weeks ago. You can do that, by the way. And since I've done that, thanks to all the algorithms of the interweb, my newsfeed is now populating with all these stories about Yosemite and about how the wildlife are like taking back the valley. The number of bears that are in the valley has quadrupled. There are species, you know, that are returning. There's all these pictures of, yeah, bears, you know, crossing highways and coyotes running around in the campgrounds like they own the place, which ironically, they kind of do, right? So it made me think about this reality that COVID is kind of shaking and, and settling, and that is that beauty is revealed as people and wildlife take radical risks to behave unnaturally, right? It's, it's going against what they've learned is essential for survival for these animals to emerge and, and walk back into the highways and the campgrounds and things like that. And I read this one article and uh, one of the forest rangers was quoted as saying, it's not like they aren't usually here. It's that they usually hang back at the edges or move in the shadows. And that struck me about how essential it is that we take risks to reveal beauty and that that's true as we live in God's incarnate kingdom as well. In Isaiah 11, I like the way uh, the prophet describes these unnatural ways of taking risks that reveal beauty. He uses the imagery of a wolf lying with a lamb. And he goes on to list a lot of other, you know, predators being in companionship with those who would otherwise be prey. And it takes radical risk for the wolf to restrain himself from devouring the lamb. And it takes radical risk for the lamb to find safety being near a wolf. And this is one of the characteristics 
of incarnate kingdom culture, that radical behavior, radical risk reveals a beauty that we would not have otherwise seen or known. So in our stories this week, we have four stories. They're some of my favorites. It's in chapter six, the Grecian widows. In chapter eight, it's the story of the Ethiopian eunuch, as Mary shared a little bit ago. In chapter 10, it's the household of Cornelius. In chapter 17, it's the high city council in Athens, the Areopagus. And so we're going to just reflect a little bit about these stories read them if you don't know them if you know them read them again they're so rich there's so many layers and i'm just going to pepper in some questions for us to consider and and carry with us for the week so in our first story in acts chapter six we see as ryan reminded us a couple weeks ago the believers have organized themselves into having all things in common they've sold possessions they're sharing meals together so that no one has need. And yet, even in their desire for the common good, little discrimination sneaks in. So they are a clash of different cultures and there are Hellenistic Jews who have adopted the Greek language and culture and there are Hebraic Jews. And the Hellenistic believers complain that their widows are being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. And so they take this radical risk to use their voice and to raise awareness about this unfairness, about this injustice. And the Hebraic believers, they take a radical risk to admit their implicit bias that they were in fact favoring those who were more like them, even in, even in spite of their desires to hold the common good of the kingdom together. And yet together they choose to trust the Holy Spirit and they change their system to make sure that there is fairness and justice and that their values are guarded and because of this, the word of God spreads and the number of disciples increase. And this is part of that beauty of the incarnate kingdom culture, that radical risks reveal the compelling heart of God. So how about you? How is the Holy Spirit leading you to come out from the edges or from the shadows? How is the spirit leading you to admit biases that are keeping you from the common kingdom good that you desire? I know for me, the Holy Spirit pretty regularly uses LBCF to help me become more aware of my biases and also supports me in, in using my voice and taking risks. As Becca shared last week, this has been a place where things that would otherwise be unutterable are really received. <clears throat> Something that's helping me move into this is exploring deeply my own racial identity story and family of origin story. I'm working through a course called Story Sage provided by the Allender Center. 
because I know that I won't go someplace in someone else's story that I haven't been willing to go in my own. And so I hope these risks reveal more kingdom beauty in me and, and in others and those around me. Our second story comes from Acts 8. And this is that story that Mary shared with us a little earlier about the Ethiopian eunuch. This is a man who geographically was at the edges of, of Israel. And even socially and religiously, he was in the shadows as a eunuch. And he takes radical risk to inquire about this prophet that he's reading about in Isaiah 53, that it's logical to believe that he was curious about because of the kingdom that is described in Isaiah 56. I encourage you to go read it. It describes this kingdom where eunuchs and foreigners are given a name that is esteemed and they find belonging in this house of God that is described as a house of prayer for the nations. And so this man moves from the edges and the shadows to be baptized into the very heart of this family of God and the very center of his incarnate kingdom. And Philip, Philip takes this radical risk to go somewhere that the spirit has led him. And it's a simple step. He has no idea that he is going to encounter this man and baptize him into the beauty of belonging. He just took this small step. So how about you? How might the spirit be leading you into a place of belonging? As Ryan mentioned a couple weeks ago, some of us just started coming to LBCF like a couple months ago. We're still looking for belonging. Some of us, maybe we've been here for a long time and we feel that ache and that desire to be known, to be seen. And what small step of following the Holy Spirit do you feel led to take. We never know what kind of beauty we might witness and baptize. Personally, just last week, I felt led to take a small step of joining a soul care group for pastors, and I hope this becomes a place of belonging. Um, I have a, a tight group of three other female pastors who I do life with and provide a very strong place of belonging. Um, but even in the midst of, of COVID, as my responsibilities are increasing in home life and in the midst of this transition, I find that my needs of support are increasing too. You know, maybe you're feeling that way. And yet I'm also finding that my resilience is decreasing and, and I'm finding accessibilities and capacity of, of others is also decreasing. And sometimes given my job, it's just not appropriate even for me to share some of the challenges and struggles that I have with some of my friends because it involves other people's stories. And so I'm hoping that taking this small step, this risk becomes a place of kingdom beauty. How about you? Our third story comes from Acts 10, where we see bold and brash Peter taking radical risk to break laws and associate with Cornelius, a Gentile, and his entire household, his family and friends. And Cornelius 
radically risks obeying an angel and hosting Peter and receiving the Holy Spirit in a dramatic way. It's an amazing story. And in this exchange, Peter is able to see something like the bears in Yosemite that's always been there, but comes out of the edges and out of the shadows. And that is this desire of God that the nations would be part of his holy family. It's always been there from the very beginning, but now it's made more obvious as he watches this household of Cornelius be baptized by the Holy Spirit and into the family of God. So how about you? How might the Spirit be revealing something more vividly that has always been there? And how about you? Do you desire to receive the Holy Spirit maybe for the first time or maybe even in more fullness in your life? I know for me, I definitely desire more fullness of the Holy Spirit in my life. I miss that part of being together, having someone pray for me or lay hands on me. And I feel that kind of warm rinse or tingle of the Holy Spirit go down my back. So let's take up the prayer team's offer, text or email our request to them. They can pray for us over the phone and, and the Holy Spirit is still with us and among us to stir in our souls. And I think something that's being revealed as more, more vividly that's always been there for me is a desire for a movement of the Holy Spirit to break out in our homes and in our neighborhoods of neighbors knowing and loving neighbors radically and supernaturally taking risks to reveal the beauty of the incarnate kingdom right where we live. And friends, it's happening. We're literally establishing our homes as sanctuaries and centers of prayer and worship. We're deepening relationships with neighbors and becoming more aware of how the Holy Spirit is moving on our block. Just this last week, I was talking with Arturo Macias, and he was sharing how much his neighbors are really becoming his people. He's talking with them every day, multiple times a day. And I see the same thing happening on my block as we eat meals on the front porch and have happy hour, you know, leaning over the fence in the backyard. And my son even realized one of his schoolmates lives two blocks over. We probably walked by this kid's house a thousand times and didn't even know it. And again, just like the wildlife returning to Yosemite, I believe a movement of the spirit is breaking out from our homes and in our neighborhoods. Take that, coronavirus. Our final story comes from Acts 17. And this is the story of Paul radically risking his reputation as he addresses the high city council of Athens, the Areopagus. He proclaims that he knows the unknown God that he finds hiding in the shadows of the many shrines of the Greek. 
gods. He proclaims that he knows that this is the Lord of heaven and earth. And as Mary reminded us, he proclaims that he is a God who is not playing hide and seek. He desires to be found. But when Paul explains the resurrection, some of these powerful people laugh at him. They call him a babbler. They ridicule him. Can you imagine that? You're sharing about the most precious relationship and that's so powerful in the universe to you and you're met with laughter and being mocked. And yet, there were some who were curious. There were some people of influence who chose to believe. And 2,000 years later, we know the influence that the Holy Spirit used through them to build the church, to build his kingdom. So how about you? In what places of influence might the Spirit be giving you favor? Are you feeling led to risk some of your reputation on behalf of the Lord of heaven and earth? I know right now I'm finding favor with some of my neighbors and the parents of my kids' friends. I'm finding new levels of intimacy and conversation that wasn't there before. We're connecting with some of our people of peace, people that my husband and I believe that Jesus has given us to love and journey in life with in a unique way. And I don't know that I'm feeling led to risk my reputation, but knowing that all these gatherings are recorded and on the interweb and live forever in accessible in other countries, I, I think I, there's a little bit of surrendering my reputation. <laughs> I was, uh, oh my gosh, I was, I was on a panel this last week. I don't, yeah, no, I know it's been, it's been made public now. And I was watching myself like on the, screen on the recording and I was just watching how much I was like so just trying to be small and I felt like embarrassed Barb saw it and she said it was great so I'm sure it's fine but I'm just aware of all these ways that I can't control what people think of me so church friends incarnate kingdom buddies you are taking radical risks that reveal the beauty of the incarnate kingdom every day as you do the delicate work of abiding in the spirit as you shelter in place as you work from home as you work away from home in essential services as you navigate unemployment as you parent as you educate in ways that you haven't before, in the ways that you risk to love and care for family and neighbors, all the while physically distancing, you are responding to the Holy Spirit. You are taking radical risks that reveal beauty of his incarnate kingdom, such beauty that I think we probably don't even realize right now that we'll look back on and watch, oh, 
that's how the spirit was watering his seeds. When we're standing in the midst of revival, we'll say, oh, it was those small acts of responding to the spirit that, that tilled the soil of a movement, of an awakening that only we could have imagined that were part of God's dreams. So friend, let's, let's hold these questions in our hearts. Let's ask them and share about them with one another. How can we take radical risks together? How can we pursue this beauty in the culture of our incarnate kingdom? So with that in mind, let's continue to worship as daddy leads us in song. We hope this teaching has encouraged and challenged you. We always have more resources available at our website, lbcf.org. And wherever you are and wherever you're listening, we pray you be filled with grace to learn to live in love like Jesus.